going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the latest, greatest episode of Wrestling With My Thoughts, the premier wrestling podcast on the planet. I'm here with the fellow hosts, Kurt and Brandon. Kurt, Brandon, how y'all doing this morning, man? Great. Got a, uh, <laughs> it sounds great. like it. It's, 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 it's Saturday. Today is uh, the first day of the college football playoff. Go dogs! Earth, earth. And, uh, let's go. Oh, yeah. Good day. Good day for football. Ready for it. Starting at 12 o'clock. Yes, sir. And New Year's New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, let me ask y'all this. I mean, Brandon, I know you're a little... New Year's Eve. Damn. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Brandon, I know you're a little bit younger than Kurt and I, but in your wildest imagination, did you ever see yourself alive in 2023? Yeah, I I, I mean, as, I mean, as a kid, I mean, of course, I see it now. But as a kid, I couldn't see it. I'm like, that's just so far away. That'll never happen. And here we are, less than 24 hours away from 2023. Look, when it gets, to I'm, 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 I'm with you, Ryan. I'm with you, Ryan. I never thought as a kid, I never thought we'd see 2023 just yeah. watching the Back to the Future yeah. movies and things like that. I never thought we'd see this. Yeah, oh, I could. I can see it from y'all's side because they've been trying to predict the future since the Jetsons. Yeah, yeah and the thing, they the said funny, in the year two thousand we were supposed to be in flying cars, bro. The funny, the funny thing is, we already got some of the things the Jetsons had. Um, the the watches that you can talk on and, yeah. and watch video on, we've got those now. Um, so it, it's wild, man. It's wild. I just hey, never. Look. I mean, two thousand twenty three. For, for me, when it gets to twenty fifty, I'm gonna be like, "Oh shit, I'm still around." <laughs> I'm gonna be like, Holy shit! shit. <laughs> well, hey, twenty fifty. Today we go, we're gonna start off with a with a little bit of sad news. Um, there were several uh, passings this past week. Um, I believe starting with uh, soccer legend Pele. Um, I didn't get into into soccer until probably. 94, uh, 96, whenever it was that the World Cup, the Men's World Cup was here uh, in the U.S. And I've been watching it, tried to watch it um, ever since. So doing that, I learned about people. Um, I'd always heard the name Pele, but had no clue who he was. Uh, but an absolute soccer legend. Um, he went on so to, uh, to do great things in Brazil. So we want to send condolences <laughs> to the family and friends of Pele uh, on his passing. We also lost, <clears throat> excuse me, we also lost uh, news reporter legend uh, Barbara Walters. I uh, was just telling Kurt and Brandon here a second ago, when I was younger, I went through this this phase of where I, I would, as a child, I would sit down and watch 2020. I think it was 10 o'clock on Friday night or Saturday night, something like that. Um, but that's how I got introduced to uh, Barbara Walters. And um, unfortunately, she has passed away as well. And we'd like to send our condolences to her family and friends and colleagues as well. Yep. Uh, and then, just to interject, back in the, um, growing up, I used to watch it as well. That was a big thing on Friday night when we were growing up. Yep. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. yeah. And I came I, in on the uh, the tail end of it because she's one of the first, besides Monica Kaufman here in Atlanta and Amanda Davis and all of them, she's mm-hmm. one of the first news reporters that I remember. She was on TV like every week. Did yep. all the big interviews and everything, so she was definitely an OG. I Absolutely. watched a little bit about her, you know, last night, and I didn't really. I'm like, damn, she interviewed everybody, everybody. Yes, yeah. yes. I including Fidel Castro when it was kind of risky to do that. So 
She was definitely an OG, man. Go rest in peace to her. Man, you you know what actually got me interested in 2020? And it's wrestling related. When Dr. D slapped the shit out of uh <laughs> I saw that on YouTube. I saw that on you. I saw that. I saw that on YouTube. Once upon a time. Yes, I know exactly which un- Unfortunately, um that hurt David D's pocket or David D's Dr. D's pockets a little bit. I mean, he's a bounty hunter now, man. Damn. Yeah, um, all over the world. Yeah. So, um it hurt his pockets wrestling wise, but he went on to to become a bounty hunter. But that's what got me interested in 2020. I found out that that dude was was associated with 2020, and I started watching, and it just became a thing. So, uh, as you said, rest in peace to Barbara Walters and condolences to her family, friends, and colleagues. And then in the wrestling world, um, we lost commentator uh, extraordinaire Don West. Uh, Some of you may not be familiar with Don West uh, because it's been quite a while since since he's been involved in wrestling, but he was the lead announcer for TNA for years uh, along with uh, with Mike Tanay and then uh, Taz came in, but Don West was always the, uh, the main one. Um, he was a great announcer, great commentator. Uh, before that he was on, I can't remember if it was QVC or home shopping network. Uh, but he had, he had been involved in television before. And I've heard Jeff Jarrett describe Don West as a commentator, as looking at things and calling things as a fan. Um, yeah, he, he was one of the, the good things about TNA. TNA wasn't a bad promotion, but, um, he was one of the bright spots for TNA. Um, he, he sold things with, with the right emotion. Uh, he asked the right questions. And I was sad to hear of his passing. If, if you gentlemen want to say a few words, that's fine as well. Go ahead, Brandon. All right. Well, yeah. Um, like I was telling y'all, telling the fellas yesterday on the pregame, um, you know, Don West is one of the guys we, you know, a lot of us wrestling fans, this as younger ones, we you know we think about with any wrestling fan, you know, we always link certain promotions to certain announcers because they were the soundtrack to what was going on on TV. Mm-hmm. And so, like for a lot of us, you know, it would be Jerry King, it would be uh, Jerry Lawler and Jerry the King Lawler and uh, Jr. But when uh, once I got into TNA, you know, and I remember watching this, watching the pay per views on my at my grandmother's house. And I was like, what the hell is this dude that's like doing all this yelling and screaming? But it just, I couldn't <laughs> stop. Like, I couldn't stop listening to it. And then finally, they went over to Spock Sports and I could put the voice with the face, and it was Don West. And like, his calls were, I remember all of those. I remember that. Um, I don't know if y'all remember when um, I, I want to say that was Elit Skipper. He went and, and tight rope the top of the cage and that's did that her corona off the cage. That was him. And that call was, um, they go back and listen to that. To how uh, Don West called it, and he definitely called it like a fan. And I'm sure that they, I don't think that they even knew what was getting ready to happen. And you can <laughs> you can kind of tell. So, man, you know Don West was one of those. He was one of those um, soundtracks to my childhood because any of those back those back in those old TNA days with him and Mike Tanay, th- those were gold. Those calls that they did on those matches were gold. And for them, you know, every match mattered. And then you know. Mike Tanay always gave us a background, and Don West just put the icing on the cake. You know, Don West kind of, Don West in a funny way. Don West kind of remind me of John Madden watching football. Okay. Like Mike Tanay was Pat Summerall, 
and Don West was John Madden. John Madden brought like John that. Madden That's brought John Madden brought the hot sauce to the to the broadcast because if you sat there listening to Paul, Pat Summerall, and I'm old enough to remember Pat Summerall, <laughs> you sat there and listened to Pat Summerall call the game. Game them games have been dry as hell. But man, but man, John Madden was just like the perfect compliment. You know, and it's, it's just Mike Tanae, Mike Tanae Don West remind me of Pat Summerall and John Madden. So, you know, uh, rest in peace to uh, Don West. You know, job well done, man. You, you know, he was the uh, the voice of a lot of our childhoods growing up in those in those early 2000s. So I was definitely sad to hear of his passing yesterday. Yeah, I think he was a very underrated uh, uh, wrestling announcer. He did a very good job with, with TNA. So, yeah, rest in peace and prayer to his family and friends. Yeah, I was I was telling the guys uh, before we started, folks, that um, believe it or not, Don West had a parody of him on Saturday Night Live, but it had nothing to do with wrestling, as as I remember it anyway. It had nothing to do with wrestling. It was it was uh, a skit of his old, like I said, QVC or Home Shopping Network, whichever it was, and Will Ferrell played the part of Don West and it, it was hilarious because Will Will Ferrell makes anything hilarious but I've got to go um, ahead and watch it. he was <laughs> he was like, hi I'm Don West and it was it was funny man so <laughs> um I, w- I was actually shocked now maybe he did and he just turned it down um I don't know but I was shocked that he never got um after his stint with TNA that he never got um uh, stint anywhere else now that may have had something to do with the fact that that he was uh ill but uh but yeah um very as kurt said very underrated commentator very um, as brandon said he was very much the soundtrack to a lot of people's childhood is as it relates to wrestling so um our condolences to the family of don west uh his friends and colleagues as well um his his contributions to uh professional wrestling will definitely be missed. So yep. yeah, now I hate to segue from, from something like so serious to something so mundane, but um AEW. Um, oh Lord. <laughs> uh before we jump into the show, um we talked about it, the three of us talked about it yesterday in the pregame show. And I think that until TNA, until AEW gets someone in place that says no to a lot of of proposed ideas or proposed creative, and until they get someone in there who actually knows how to uh, coherently book a wrestling card, we're going to keep seeing these types of shows. Um... I'm going to pitch it to Kurt because Kurt, he speaks his mind when it comes to anything, really, but especially uh, AEW. Kurt, what do you feel about that? Do you feel that's what they need to make to, to I guess, turn this thing around and, and right the ship? I do, because right now, on a weekly basis, none of the matches make sense. It's no um, long game on what you're doing, and I just don't understand. It, it makes zero sense. None of the matches make sense at all. Yeah. There's no clear direction on where you're going. You know, what's the vision moving forward? And I understand trying to um, bring new talent up, but you bring them up against another building superstar. You don't build them up against wrestlers that you're going to lose to. How you build new talent up if they're losing? Yeah. It makes no sense at all. 
And there were there were two instances this week. We're going to be looking at AEW Dynamite from Wednesday, and we're going to be looking at SmackDown from Friday. But there were two instances this week amongst wrestling shows where there was something that happened with no buildup, no nothing behind it. It just happened, and we'll we'll discuss it when we get to it. But I think that hurts wrestling, Brandon. With with regards to AEW, um, where do you think they need help at the most to to get this? The the segment of fans that love AEW, they're going to be there regardless. But to to draw casual fans in or fans like us who are who are old school wrestling fans to keep us entertained or glued to the set or to tune in each week, what do you think they need to do? I think that they need to get somebody in there that knows wrestling and knows what the wrestling fan really wants and tries to keep it simple. Yeah. Especially considering building up the new talent. Like when we were on the pregame last night, I used that example of that match with, uh, uh, Mox and Claudio versus top flight. Yeah. Don't, and, too, don't go too much into I, that. Cause I want to spend I, some time on that when we get to that. Match. Okay. Thanks for telling me. Cause I was about to go in, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but just stuff like that, and we'll get to it in a second. But just stuff like that, back in the, um, dang, just we'll like, go ahead because I'm about to, if I if I get started, I'm not gonna. Start. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that man because that's one of the two occurrences that I was talking about that happened uh, in wrestling this week. With no build up, no no promotion. It just here you are, and it fell flat in my opinion in both instances. Um. But the show this week, uh, we had matches between Brian Danielson and Ethan Page. As uh, Brandon mentioned, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli versus Top Flight. Hook versus Balaam Lynx. Death Triangle versus The Elite in match six of their Best of Seven series. Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale versus Tay Mello and Anna J.A.S. And we had a main event of Wardlow versus Samoa Joe for the TNT Championship. The show kicked off with Brian Danielson, uh, American Dragon Brian Danielson versus All Ego Ethan Page. Um, I, I think they're trying to start the show off with something that fans are going to be interested in, mainly Brian Danielson, because. With with all due respect to Ethan Page, they haven't built him up. They haven't really done anything with him. So, respectfully, nobody's watching for Ethan Page. Um, but I think this match went on way too long. Um, I think that, um, what's his name, Carmichael, um, his little... Stokely. Yeah, he, he looks weird. Is it just me or does he look weird? He look weird. Okay. That's all right. So he look like that. He look like that. Uh, that male teacher that get on everybody nervous. <laughs> yeah, he just looked. I mean, his interference really didn't add much to the match. So why have it? Um, but Danielson wins via ref stoppage. Um, Ethan Page never tapped out. I think he supposedly passed out um, from from uh, Danielson's submission. Uh, Brandon, what did you think about this match? The only good thing, okay, first, I agree. That match went on too long. First two matches took up the first half of the show. Yes. Um, But that match went on a little, little long. The one thing that I did, like in this match, that Brian Danson did this move where he put his feet on the dude's hamstrings and 
you know, tied them together some kind of way and stumped on them. That shit looked like it hurt like hell. Yes. Um, other than <laughs> other than next, I think even though either page was selling, I think he was in pain a little bit too. Cause I'm but like, you know, don't nobody, you don't, you don't want to mess with your hamstrings. But man. check this, check this out. When he did that, I think he was trying to get him in what they call the surfboard. Yeah. And he kept trying to get Ethan Page's hands in place and they couldn't do it. So I think that was improvised. Okay. I, I could be but wrong. I was, wondering, I I was trying to figure out what he was. I forgot. I was trying to figure out exactly what it was he was trying to do. But I'm like, what he came up with in the end? I said, that shit look like it hurt. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. You can't fake that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, that the match was fine for what it was. It just went on entirely too long. Like, I lost interest in it. I, th- I don't even think I even, like, realized the finish was the finish because I had already kind of, like, zoned out a little bit. And then this thing, you know, I blinked and it was over. So, but, yeah. you know, it, it was what it was. And this this is the second time they've had MJF uh, in a box watching the, the match and did anybody know who the who the chick was that he was with? Because I, I heard people saying on the internet that that was Shotzi Blackheart's sister or something. Or maybe they, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But um, it, it's like a rehash of what they did before with, uh, with was it CM Punk and MJF? Uh, it, it's just like a rehash. So, Kurt, what were your thoughts on the match? So this is where another instance where I think, I don't have anything against Ethan Page, and I think he could be a um, a good wrestler or something you can build around. Yeah. But to put him against Brian Danielson, you know he's going to win. And I understand he he didn't tap out or in, or get pent, but build him against somebody else to build him up so he can be a legitimate threat for the title later on. Nobody thought that he was going to lose Brian Danielson. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> nobody thought that. And, and, and that's no, the- nobody thought he was going to beat Brian Danielson. That's everybody why- thought he was going to lose to him. That's why... Wait a minute. I must. I said it backwards, but you know what I mean. But I know what you meant. But, uh, but and this is the thing: if you're trying to build a, 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 a the storyline with Brian Daniels and the MJF, why have this match? It, it makes zero sense at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, it can't. It can't. It could have just been a squash match. Well, I mean, but why? You, if you're trying to build him, you could have. you trying to build else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that it should have been a squash match, but. No, no. What Brandon's saying is let, let Ethan Page have some match against somebody else and squash them oh, right. to build him up. Yeah, because like squash I mean, somebody we don't, don't know, like a local competitor or something. You don't you don't want to beat Ethan Page before you've really had a chance to to build him up because they've had right. him in these nondescript factions for so long that it. I mean, who at first it was he with the uh, I can't remember who it was was he was with at first and then he was with. Um, the coach, I can't remember that guy's name now. The MMA coach, they had uh, Paige Van Zant and all of them. He was with them. I know you're talking about. I forgot his name, but I know you're talking about. I, yeah. I forgot his name, but I know you're talking about. And and now he's with Carlisle's group. So, but it was what it was. I mean, Danielson's a good wrestler. I'm like you, Kurt. I think Ethan Page um, has value. I just think putting him in a cold match like this doesn't do him any good. Not at all. Uh, next, we come to uh, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli versus Top Flight. Um, another match, as I said, there were two instances this week in wrestling where this happened, where you have um, a cold match between uh, two top-tier main event talent and an upcoming uh, – uh, what's the words I'm looking for? Up-and-coming – uh, tag team of top flight, especially 
um, the, 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 the brother that's been gone for so long because of injury. Uh, that's not Dante. That's the other one, right? I can't. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sorry, folks. I can't. I, I'm drawing a blank. They on both, the, both of the names start with a D because <laughs> I'm drawing a blank too. But, but they're, they're, they're uh, up and coming tag team, somewhat like, um, the, 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 God, I'm just tongue tied this morning. Who is the tag team champions? Uh, the, uh, the acclaim, the acclaim. Thank you. Damn. Um, they're a tag team much like them. Uh, it's the they're, ring. they're an exciting tag team. They, they, they've got a lot of talent, a lot of potential, and they put them in this match versus Moxley and Castagnoli who aren't even a tag team. Um, they're in the, the Blackpool combat club together, whatever that's worth now, but they're not a tag team. And John Moxley and Claudio won this match. Um, again, a match that I think went on for too long. Um, it was all over the place, especially that opening. Um, but I'm, I'm going to ask Kurt his thoughts on it. Cause I know Brandon has quite a bit to say about this match. <laughs> yeah. So first off, I don't like Claudio and John as a tag team at all. They need to just be strictly t- uh, single wrestlers and don't put them together. Cause they, that makes no sense at all. Second thing is if you're trying to build top flight up, ADW has plenty of tag teams that they can go against to build their resume to where they get a title shot with the claim, then they beat some credible tag teams. But to have them lose to a Claudio and John, it's, it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's, it's, and I'm like, where where's the vision of what we're trying to do? Because it's, it's, obviously you're trying to build them up, but don't build them up against two senior wrestlers. You have plenty of tag teams to do that against and let them win. Yeah. Because that that makes that puts top flight with a with a uphill battle, um, and and watch what I tell you. All of a sudden, they're just going to book them to beat everybody, and then it's going to then that has the opposite effect. Like we said at the start of the show, man, there's there's no consistency, and in my opinion, no thought process that goes into their booking. Um, Brandon, you have the floor, my man. Say what you want. All right. So, my sentiments are exactly with Kurt. You have an up and coming tag team who I think could actually really do something. But as soon as they walked, as soon as they walked out, I was like, okay, this team got something. I do not agree. Well, let me back up. Like, if 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 Mox and Claudio are going to tag team together every once in a while, I don't, you know, hey, whatever. They they're part of a faction. That's what factions do sometimes. Um, but. To take an up and coming tag team that clearly has potential, at least to us, and put them against those two established vets, and then that match went on for it seemed like forever. The first two matches of the show last night took up the entire first half of the entire show. Mm-hmm. I checked the time on it; it was almost an hour. And for that match to go on that long and to put those two guys in there with those two established vets, everybody in their arena knew John Moxley and Claudio were going to win that match. There was no way they were going to lose that match. Unless there was a screwy finish or an interference or something like that, and if you're gonna if you're trying to bring in new talent and build new talent, the correct way to me, the correct way to do that is to put them, you know, against some uh, some more talent that's on their level, let them get wins and keep winning and keep winning and keep winning, and then eventually they're gonna have to contend for a championship. Or if you're gonna um put them against a John Moxley and a Claudio, you know, at least. 
They have, that tag team has built up so many wins and has gotten the attention of the fans to the point where if you want to go 20, 25 minutes on TV with them and have them, you know, let it be a bar burner, then it will be more, to me, it will be more credible. And if they lose, it's like, okay, you went up against two of the best in the world. Fine. You know, but I, I think the only tag, really the only tag team that they actually built up correctly was the acclaim because the acclaim started from AEW dark and went nobody paying them no attention. They kept, you know, doing their gimmick, kept coming out there rapping, kept racking up wins, racking up wins, racking up wins, racking up wins, racking up wins. And then eventually you had no choice but to put the title on them. And it was a big moment, not only for, you know, the fans sitting in the arena, but also, you know, for those of us who were watching that at home, I popped when they won that championship, but that's because I seen them when they started from the bottom and they came all the way up. And to take these two guys in top flight that have very a very huge upside and to beat them the first time we see them together on TV, nah, I'm just, that just wasn't a good idea. And that's just part of the problem with AEW now. They, it just seems like they don't really know how to build talent. Yeah, they're, they're, they have they have a lot of talent, but they just don't for whatever reason. It's like I, I call it the match. Of, I call it the land of the dream matches. You know, I'm like they just do not. They take these young guys and just bury them before they even get started and as a fan you want to see you know you want to see new talent come up especially when you see somebody that has potential but if you put them on tv the first time and beat them and put them up against these established vets and beat them it's like what's the point and then on top of that and it's just a little nugget you know to the side whatever i'm trying to figure out how when claudio went and goes and put these guys in the airplane spin how in the world is it that they get up like they didn't just spin around the room 25 times because I know, I don't know about y'all, but when I was a kid and we would go and spin around in a room and then you try to stand still, we all fell over. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how this dude <laughs> gets into that spin and then he he's able to stand up straight. Well, Claudio can do it because that's part of his gimmick. Okay. But you able to stand up straight and then do another move on Claudio cleanly and you ain't, your, your eyes is not spinning around in a circle. I don't get it. But that's, that's, that's all I pretty much that's all i pretty much have to say i just kind of feel like you know they could have done that top flight has a lot of huge upside and i'm like they why did you bring them for the first time most of us are seeing them on tv why would you bring them on tv and beat them well there's there's two things you said in in your comment there that that caught my attention um first thing is 20 minute plus matches AEW has far too many of those on tv Right. Um, you cannot, at least I don't think so. You cannot put two, three, 20 minute plus matches on a TV show with commercial breaks and expect to keep your fans engaged. If you do that for a pay-per-view, you might be able to get away with two of them, but you right. better make sure it's, it's with good talent and people that could, that could hang that 20 plus minutes, 20 right. minutes on TV is just too much. Um, in my opinion, the second, second thing you said, um, that caught my attention, you said that the only, uh, people that, or only team that AEW has built up right has been the acclaimed. I, I I'll take exception with that and say AEW didn't build them up. They got themselves over. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's just a continuation of AEW putting people out there and because of, like you said, dream match booking, 
hey, I, it would be great to see John Moxley and Claudio as a tag team. That would be great. That's the mind of Tony Khan. Tony's right. Tony Khan's mind is this would be awesome to see. So he does it at the expense of a of an up and coming tag team. So, so the acclaim, I think the acclaim, the fans got the acclaim over. Well, yeah. that's what I mean. When I say they got themselves over, they endeared yeah. themselves to the fans. And the, the fans, fans got them over, and the AEW just realized, like, you know, the fans love them, so we got to do, we got to push them and do something with them. Yep, right. And that's, and that's, that's, what, I, and that's what I meant. And, and, that's what I meant and, by what I said. Okay. And that's how it should work. But that's how it should work. Yeah. So up next, we have Hook versus Bylam Lynx. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about this match. Um, I'm not mad at, at a local talent being used as as a as a. I, I, for some reason, I guess jobber is offensive now in, in wrestling. Yes, yes, which yes. is crazy to me. I don't know why. It's 2022. It's well, not every, you know, everything. It, it, anybody trying? Okay, everybody trying to get so, on TV and feel so like they're messing. We will gotcha. follow suit and call them enhancement talent. Um, yes. Uh, or, or a carpenter, whatever term you want to use for them. I'm not mad at them giving this dude <laughs> some time on TV. I'm not either. Because you're trying to build somebody up, and you're you're giving an enhancement talent to them, much like they used to do on the old shows, WCW Saturday Night um, and all that. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't understand the build around Hook. Um, so whichever one of you want to take that one and run with it, do it because I just don't understand the the appeal around Hook. I, I'll take this one. Um, well, number one, the appeal with Hook is he's Taz's son. Number one and number two, apparently, um, I guess as they say, I don't know if it's like how true it is, but the the ladies seem to like him, and that's why this part of the reason why they keep putting him on TV with that crazy ass haircut and all that. I wish he cut that shit off. Um, Agreed. I really wish you would cut that shit off. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're trying to basically. He's everybody know that's Taz's child. So basically, they're trying to build him up as a Taz 2.0, which fine. But don't put him in there against. Don't put him up against talent that we know he'll beat the shit out of. You get what I'm saying? With the the with the, the the bigger people that, that basically he'll like. Okay, they get ready to start this thing with him and Big Bill. All Big Bill got to do is step on his toe and it's over with. And, that right, is, and, so, and they have, uh, and forgive me for interjecting here, but they're, they they have messed up twice with that man's name. First, he was going by the hell they by his real Yeah, first he was going by his real name. I think that's his real name. Then now he's going by Big Bill. I, Big, I get you out of no out of nowhere. I, I get that you can't Big call Bill. him Big Cass. I get that, but. You could you could do exactly what WWF did, and instead of spelling Taz T A Z, they spelled it T A Z Z. Yep. You could spell Kaz or Kaz K A S, and you can call it Kaz. But anyway, continue, Brandon. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's cool. Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I don't have a particular issue with Hook because he's taking what he's giving and running with it. So I don't have I don't have an issue with Hook being on TV and going on the run and everything, but once again, it's just the type of talent that they're booking him against, and I, I guess now they're trying to you know kind of make him like a giant killer or something like that, like how Ray Mysterio was back in the day, kind of sorta. Of. And so we you know we'll just see where it goes with that, but I know a lot of that is you know why they're putting him on TV every week as Taz's child, and 
they're building him as like supposed to be like Taz 2.0 in which I remember I can't remember which episode it was but it was a few weeks ago it's like you know um, Taz kind of had to pay his dues and build himself up to where at least with the fans it's like okay Taz is legit it took him a minute but then on top of that Taz was built different too Taz was short and just a big you know muscular thick dude yeah, and was suplexing the shit out of people. So <laughs> after a while, you see enough of them suplexes. You're like, I, you know, I don't want. I don't, you know, if, if Taz got in that ring that week when Hook got in the ring, everybody got out the ring. If Taz would have gotten that ring back in his prime, we could understand why everybody got the hell out that ring because Taz literally choked you out, and it was believable. Now Hook can do the same thing. He's a tech. He's a uh, he's a he's a technician, but I just don't feel like he's built up enough of a credibility with the fans. To where it's like okay, if he gets in that ring, then everybody should have a reason to scat, especially guys that are two, three times bigger than him. So, well, Kurt, what that's, do you, that's all. What do you think about Hook? Do you, I mean, <clears throat> do you get the hype? Do you like him? It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Man, a few words. He, he, he's, he's not a technician. He's getting his push because of his father. He's a joke on coming out of the ring and making everybody run, run from fucking what? What? What the fuck are we doing? It makes no sense at all. And if you're going to build him up, beat him up against people his size and let him right. beat them people. Right. He can, he can, do we really think he can beat Big Bill or whatever his name is? No. So cut that shit out. Like said, and this is this, this the other thing about them, the bad booking. If you want to build Taz on up, fine, okay, we, we know that's his, Taz's his father. But it's enough, you have enough talent so he can beat cre- other credible wrestlers his size. And right. then after he beat them, let's put him up against bigger people to see what would happen now. Okay, he beat the, everybody to his size, so what happened if he go if we go up in size and see what we'll do against bigger talent. Right. But this awesome. shit right here, what they doing is stupid as fuck. Everybody to run out of the ring. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't run out of the ring if I was in the ring if he came down there. I'd be like, what you want to do? Right. I think you're stupid. I, I think somebody should take a note from how, um, remember Ray Mysterio, before Ray Mysterio you know, went on that run when he was the giant killer. Ray Mysterio beat every man in that cruiserweight division. Correct. Once, even yes. everybody, yes. everybody. So, and then, and, then, and then they went, okay, let's see if he, what he could do against the giant. Let's see what he could do against Kevin Nash and on and so forth or whatever. So he, Ray Mysterio, he was able to, Ray Mysterio had built up that credibility with the fans. Like, okay, everybody in his weight class, he beat him at least once, you know? And so, okay, now let's take it up a step further. Can he beat guys that are two, three times bigger than him? But, but see, I don't, I don't think that was the intent of WCW. It, it no, 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 of course not. I think that just happened over time. It, but it, but st- and, and still, even with that, and I'm not saying this is what you're doing. I, I get your, your com- uh, not comparison, but, but analogy or whatever. Yeah. But we're talking Rey Mysterio and Hook. Um, Rey Mysterio is a once in a lifetime talent. Right. Um, Hook thus far has not been. I realize everybody's got to start somewhere, but they brought this guy out of nowhere. And like you said, it's Taz's son and, and that's all well and good. That's fine. I get putting the mystique of Taz on Hook, but introduce him to us. They just brought him out of nowhere. And I, I guess he's been working on Rampage and Dark. Nobody watches Rampage or Dark, right? So that's where he started. That's actually where he. Um, that's where he started it. The next week should still be yet. He was on Rampage like 
he was on Rampage like every week. He was on Dark like almost every week. And then it wasn't long before they brought him to the main show. He should still be on Dark, the, you know, uh, getting his craft together, getting bigger, and then then we'll believe in you. But be, putting him on the main show every week to push him, you, you, you're killing him. Nobody believes in that. And it sucks. Yeah, and no, and they never explain anything. AEW uh-huh. is horrible at this. They never explain anything. So, moving on, we've got match six million and two of Death Triangle <laughs> versus the Elite. Uh, and actually, it was match six. But um, surprise, surprise, the Elite win, and we're going to have a seventh match to decide it. Who of did not? Who did not know this? Of course, shit was coming. of course, we are now. The question is, the only thing I'm wondering out of all of this, does the elite put themselves over and get those titles back that they never lost, or do they let Death Triangle continue doing what they're doing? My money is on the Bucks and Omega taking those titles back. Um, But, I mean, there's not much to say about this. It's the same match. I don't care if you change the stipulations to no DQ. Every match is fucking no DQ anyway. I don't care if it's falls count anywhere. None of that matters. It's the same match for these two teams every fucking time. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm not interested in a game uh, game seven. (laughs) I'm not interested in... Uh, um, a seventh match. This is nothing like other best of seven series that we've seen in the past. Um, it's boring. Um, uh, Kurt, what say you? The Falls Count Anywhere is stupid. That made zero sense at all. And if they really want to do something right, you know, the Death Triangle should win this, this seventh match and beat it up, get it over with and never have a match against each other ever again. Never. Agreed. And that's all that's all I gotta say about that. Brandon? Um, I think that if they wanted to put a little extra juice on this series, they would have um I think that if after the fourth match, maybe they start should have started putting gimmicks on the matches, like maybe put them in a the cage, put them in a the ladder match. Well at least if it had to go to seven, put them on a the ladder match or whatever. Um, anything other than just doing the same match over and over again. I'm sick of it. We all knew that this was going to seventh match. It's feel like it's been going on for six months, and I'm about ready for them to go ahead and wrap this thing on up. I think that the elite is going to end up back with the titles because and if you if you are in charge of a company, why in the hell not? Would you not want to be the champion? So, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but didn't they didn't one of these matches wasn't one of them a cage match or no. none of them? No, I don't believe so. so. The last, so so the last one, in my opinion, if it should be a cage match. The last one should be. And that's what I, yes. that's what I was about to comment on. The problem with that is you have so many cage matches, so many ladder matches, so many gimmick matches, so much bullshit going on that even if you do, if you were to put this in a cage, it doesn't matter now because everybody's yep. used to seeing the fucking cage. Yeah. The cage would have been the perfect uh, uh, thing to do to, to finish this series. They've been going on for six matches. It can't go. They hate each other. It's, they One can't get the better of the other. So what are we going to do? We're going to contain them in this cage and let them just battle it out. That would be, and even I like that idea. Yeah. Even with the I would have been cool that they would have been elite. But even I'm a fan of that idea. But they've done the cage match, ladder match, all these other right. gimmick matches so many times. It doesn't matter now. 
But I think it's different because they haven't had one, so I think it'll be a good way to end the series. You know, I don't think have they had a tag have they had a like a legit tag team cage match in AEW? They ha- to be I honest, think they have, have but I'm just saying I'm just saying this group here, I think it'd be a good idea to have the last match in the cage. Yeah. I wouldn't even be opposed to them doing some type of um like a like you know, go, like doing the uh I know they can't name it TLC, but like doing some type of TLC match or something like that. I wouldn't be opposed to that. For the you know, the last match or the second to the last match. But I just felt like one of those matches should have had a gimmick besides um uh Falls Count anywhere because it's like who cares? Yeah, I agree. I agree quick, with that. Quick trivia question: Who came up with the name for the the match tables, ladders, and chairs? Chris Jericho. Wrong. Dang. <laughs> it was Mick Foley. Oh, Mick Foley. Oh, Mick Foley yeah, said yeah, it yeah. in jest when he was when he was commissioner, and it it just stuck. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh now, my! I the only that. reason I know that is because I just listened to uh, Mick Foley's podcast. Shout out to Mick Foley. Shout out to Conrad. Great podcast. I've always been a huge fan of Mick Foley's, so check it out. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, that is a good podcast. I started yes, listening indeed. to it um, a couple of weeks ago, and I was pleasantly surprised. It's actually yeah. a very good podcast. Foley yep. Foley is a great storyteller. And yes, he is. Yes, yes he, he is. Phenomenal <laughs> yes. story. I can listen. Yeah. I can, I can listen yeah. to Mick Foley talk all day. Yeah, he's a good storyteller. Good storyteller. Next, next matchup was Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale versus Tay Mello and Anna Jas. Mello and Anna win. You guys want to say anything about this? Nope. No. Okay. And, and, and folks, listen, we're not shitting. On women's wrestling. We are all three fans of women's wrestling. These particular women are just not very good. So <laughs> And it's not about the so I'm gonna say this. It's not about them not being very good. They're not being built the correct way to right. we where we can appreciate their talent. Right. To accept them. Well not accept them, but just just like okay, I wanna see this match. Because right. this there's, right there's here no... nobody wanna see this tag team match. No, Put them against single matches and let us see them singly go one-on-one against each other and build them up the correct way. Right. Nobody yeah. cares. That's all. I mean, that's all. Like, nothing, nothing against women wrestling. We love women, women's yeah, wrestling on this podcast, but it's just a match that we didn't... If it was the men and it was, you know, some guys we just didn't care about, we'd been like next, too, so... Yeah, they're not they're not putting these women in, in a good position to be successful. They're yeah, not. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. They're, I not agree. Putting, they're not putting their women's division in in a position to be successful. Um, not at all. The crazy, the crazy part is that women's division can be built so much better. It, it can. Of, be. All of those you, women you have wanna, talent. Do you want to know why I think that women's division is so fucked up? Why? You know, do you know who's in charge of the women's division? Who? who? Kenny Omega. What? Oh well, that, that says well, it all. That, well, there you go. All right. That's that it, says unless it all. something has changed. The Bucks are are over the tag team division. Yeah, so um, let's move along. Let's move along. <laughs> and Omega is over the women's division. That explains. Yeah, let's move along. Yes, yeah, so that explains call, a lot. Call that Fit is, Philly. Call that's, Fit that's, Philly. That explains a lot. <laughs> Please so, call Fit Philly. Here we go with the main event of Wardlow versus Samoa Joe for the TNT Championship. If this would have been Wardlow coming off beating MJF versus Samoa Joe, maybe a couple of weeks removed from that or whatever. This would have been a much better match. Um, I don't know what has caused the the freeze of Wardlow from as hot as he was until now. 
Um, as it was, it wasn't a bad match. Um, it, it was okay. Um, Samoa Joe is Samoa Joe, but I think Samoa Joe has to have someone that can be on his level for it to be a, a better match. And maybe that doesn't make much sense, but I know what I mean in my head. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just Wardlow. No, it makes sense. I, makes I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Wardlow is ice cold right now. And then I don't I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why they just they just stopped with him and I don't understand yeah. it. So um Samoa Joe wins, retains the TNT championship, and we'll see where this feud goes. Um Brandon, what'd you think about the match? I thought the match was cool. Um I just I I kind of feel like once once it's one of them situations is like, okay, once Warlow hit that certain point, it's like, okay, where do you go with him now? And I think that's why he cooled off. I don't think anybody had any plans for him. Well, maybe he didn't have any plans for himself, you know, beyond beating MJF and becoming the, um, 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 I've drawn a blank of what championship he had, but becoming that champion or whatever. I don't think they had any plans beyond that. So, and, and I don't disagree with you. And that's the, so that's the, but there lies the problem. There lies the problem. Exactly. You had, you have a giant, a monster. You can build him to chase the title now. So not to have a storyline for him and to have him lose all the damn time now, what sense does that make? None. And, and if if you guys remember, um, used to, they would build, like, for, for, for WWF, uh, WWE, for example, once WrestleMania ended, they already had stuff in place. Now, that's not to say plans didn't change along the way, but they already had matchups and ideas in place from the end of one WrestleMania to the opening match of the next WrestleMania. Yep. And I, that's the problem with AEW. It's like, okay, he beat Wardlow. He got his, he got his, uh, quote unquote freedom. He, he's not under contract to, to work, uh, to MJF anymore. Now what? They had nothing set up for him post MJF. And that's done nothing but hurt Wardlow. Because but he, this he can the only thing. do so much. He can, but this is the thing. Wouldn't you think if he still was the TNA champion and now MJF is the world champion, don't you want to think people want to see that? I would want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's you what build him up. Just like back in the day when Hulk Hogan was the champion, what they he did, they, the they, 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 built, but they built monsters and kept feeding monsters to Hogan right. one after another after another. To where they never, it was never a gap on who was going to be the next person to go after the title. Right, right. And that's what AEW needs to do. So why not build Warlow up to go against MJF now? Because it would be a good thing to see. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. It could have been another. I mean, and it ain't going to be the ultimate challenge, you know, with with um, Hogan and the Warrior, but. Why not have the TNT champion go up against the world champion? Exactly. Titles? I, that would be exactly. Crazy. I'm going to let exactly. you. I'm going to let you slide with that one, Brandon, because you are, you are the generation that liked Ultimate Warrior. So I'm going to let you. Slide I didn't say him. I liked him. I'm just comparing <laughs> the match. I never said I liked him. <laughs> I know you're just. That thing about the Warrior was the interest. I, I didn't never really. I didn't say I liked him. I never said I liked him. Uh, uh, I didn't even really get to see much of. I just saw that little piece of him when he was in WCW coming out in all them fumes and all oh, that. And they fucking up. <laughs> not, 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 <laughs> to get, not to get off, you know, on a whole other tangent, but his WCW run was just one big mistake. 
one bad yeah, let's thing not even, after another. Let's, let's not, not even, even go there. It was just it, they just kept fucking. Up. Right, <laughs> let's so, not even talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, that was AEW. Um, we kind of talked about what we thought was was some of the things hurting AEW. And folks, look, we understand that, that we're playing armchair booker. We're we've never booked shows. We've never promoted shows. We understand all of that. But what we are speaking, uh, or what we are speaking, though, is uh, as fans. And we at least know what makes sense to us. What AEW is doing right now with their booking style makes no sense. Um, it's not coherent week to week. It's it's They're throwing cold matches out there for nothing. They're throwing gimmick matches out there for nothing. And it just it it's hard to watch a full show week to week, unless you're watching just to see the botches as they happen. Then you're going to be plenty pleased. So next up, so I'll oh, go ahead so Kirk. before we go before we go around. I'm to the point now that if AEW keeps going the way it is, I don't even want to review it anymore. We can watch it and decide decide on Friday if we want to talk about it. But I'm to the point; it's a waste of time. I mean, yeah. and and to be fair, Kurt, um, uh, for the for the people that do listen to the show, to be fair to you and to them, um, and this is no slight against you, how many weeks in a row do they need to hear Kurt say it sucks, it's terrible? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and me too, me too. We talk about this, but yeah. we're beating a dead horse. Say, exactly, I and I don't need, I, I don't want to keep doing it I, until it gets better. This we gonna just stop, you know, kicking the horse when they down. And when we see a good match here or there, or we can just say, okay, hey, we watched AEW this week, and this was a good match, and we can review that good match. But then all the bad stuff, don't even talk about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we can I'm talk not, about I, it. I think I'm the only one that try to find some light at the end of the tunnel. I try. Well, yeah, I try hard. I, I try I hard every week. I don't think you are. I try hard every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. My son. All right. We, me and my son have a little bit of a routine. When I get off work, um, it's around 6 o'clock. We love to watch Family Feud, just a just a guilty pleasure of ours. And on Wednesdays, we'll watch the Family Feud, and then at eight, I'll cut on TNT to watch um, AEW. And he'll be like, "All right, time for me to check out." I know I'll be back in about thirty to forty-five minutes because you're not going to watch this whole show. <laughs> and that's what it is. I'll in about thirty forty-five minutes in, I've had enough. Like this week, there were two matches within an hour. And not very good matches within an hour. So um, I'm with you, Kurt. We can we can definitely talk about that on on Friday's pregame. Um, so that's uh, be on the lookout for not reviewing AEW fans. <laughs> um, unless some good, unless something good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we'll talk about good matches or maybe something major that happens. Um, but Friday night SmackDown, um, the show opened with Bray Wyatt. Then we went into a match with Sheamus versus Solo Sokoa. Then Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown's women title, women's title. Uh, then we have a little interaction with Imperium and Braun Strowman. And then the main event of a returning John Cena and, Ke- excuse me, and Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. The opening segment... With Bray Wyatt, mm, I think mm, all three mm, of us mm, agree Lord. that that My God. this shit has been disappointing to say the least. 
Lord. But here's what now maybe it's my vision, folks. If, if for the po- for the the people listening, if you don't know, I have vision impairment. I don't see very well in the dark, and if I'm looking at something dark on TV, sometimes it's hard for me to make out what's going on. So, with that said, I really didn't understand what the hell happened with that opening segment when when Howdy Doody came out. <laughs> um, I I saw him walk to the ring, and to me, I don't know how closely you guys paid attention to it, but was he walking weird? He was walking so this weird. Is, it seems like he was stutter stepping. So, this is what I thought. I watched him walk down, and I'm looking, and I'm like, is this a woman? <laughs> he was walking I'm, because I mean, it didn't, to, and, and, and the reason I say that, but I think I know Alexa Bliss is shorter than, way shorter than Bray Wyatt, but it didn't look like a man. It looked like a, a female. And maybe I'm tripping, but it just didn't like a, a, a regular, normal wrestler size. Yeah, a male I, wrestler. I don't know, because once once he walked down after that, I couldn't really see him getting, I didn't know what happened until the lights came back on and, and um, L.A. Knight was out there asking what happened. I didn't know that he had dropped Bray Wyatt. I didn't see any of that because it was so dark. Yeah, um, yeah that whole segment was stupid. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I, look, folks, I I was probably of this trio here. I was probably the one singing the praises of Bray Wyatt the the most because I yeah. felt that that cat had everything it took to be the next phenom. Um, uh-huh. then they flushed all that down the toilet and now he yeah. came, he came back. I was okay. Vince is gone. The, the, the other powers that be are gone. Maybe they'll get back to what made Bray Wyatt great to me. And they didn't. This is just to me, this is just the fiend without the mask. So, um, Brandon, you got anything to add to this? Uh, not really. Okay. Yeah. I Pretty just took all the words out my mouth and just. Yeah. Well, let me say something. I do. I do. Want I'm trying to to, wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to figure out what the hell is a pitch black match. Oh. I don't know, but I, let me add something. I was not a huge Bray Wyatt fan. I know Ron was the biggest fan. I was like, Ron, I don't know what you see in <laughs> So when so when he went away and then was they said he coming back. I said, well, okay, you know, I'm really interested to see what happened. And the way they lay, have been laying this out week to week with him is terrible. And if he has any control on what's going on, he ought to be ashamed of himself because this, he could do a lot better than what's going on now. Because this is this sucks. The the Absolutely. only thing of Uncle Howdy that would have int- uh, intrigued me in the least was if by Uncle it was Barry Wyndham. But we all know it ain't gonna be Barry Wyndham because you know unfortunately he just had a massive heart attack. But that's and I'm being kind of tongue in cheek even saying that. That's the only thing that would interest me about Uncle Howdy. But I thought they were going to unmask him for a second last night. I was like, okay, I did too. I'm like, okay, I'm like, they're going to unmask him. I'm like, okay, that's that. That'd be interesting because I want to see who it is. Here's the thing. But I me. thought about it. I said, but I thought about it. I said, but that'd be too early. But I also thought, okay, so was the the bald head dude that, with the orange beard that was in the Wyatt family? Um, Eric, Eric, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan. Yeah. So that's why I thought once it. So maybe like they plan, we'll send one person down, but in the end it will be him. Because I thought that would be a very good matchup to go like the Wyatt family fighting each other. As as far as I know, he is still with AEW. Really? As far as I know, 
Now, yeah. I haven't heard anything about them letting him go, but I haven't heard anything about him wrestling either. But as far as I know, he's still with them. Mm. But that may be part of the surprise. Who knows? Um, I just think once they finally do unmask Howdy Doody, it's it's going to be a huge disappointment. Absolutely, I think it's going to fall flat. <laughs> it just—I I was almost sure they was going to unmask. Like, he was going to unmask himself, whoever it is. I thought so. so. I thought so. That's what it looked like. And then after that debacle, uh, you had uh, Sheamus versus uh, Solo Sokoa. Solo Sokoa wins. Um, I think Solo is going to be good in time. I don't think he's bad now. I just think he needs some more time in the ring. Um, Sheamus is is an OG. He's been around forever. Um, I like the the makeup of the group they have now, the 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 brutes or whatever. Um, so I guess this match was just to kind of further along the story with uh, the brutes and the bloodline. Um, so it, for for what it was, it was a it was a good match. Um, I just think that once Solo really hits his peak, I think it's, he's going to be good to watch. Uh, what about Let you me think? ask something. Yeah, so that, yeah, I thank you. So this is how you build up a superstar. This is how you do it. I, you know, I'm not. I was never a fan of Sheamus, and I don't. You know, I'm really not a big WWE fan. But this is how you build up a superstar. You let the young talent be the world former world champion. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And I do like the group that he they've built with Sheamus. I like that group. The brawling brutes. I think I like. I like the makeup and the how they come out. The the outfits they have on. Yep. It's a good concept. But this is how you build up top. I, this is this is the most I've liked Sheamus since he was tagging with Claudio. Yeah, I've never liked him, but this is yeah, I like I like him now, but I I always hated Sheamus. Hate him. <laughs> what did you think about the match, Brandon? Uh, I thought the match was cool. Um, I love Solo Sokoa has a big upside. For some reason, he just reminded me of a young Samoa Joe. Um, yeah, with time, he gonna be with time, and hopefully, you know, God willing, he don't get injured or anything like that. Uh, he's going to be a major player. I can see him possibly being a world champion one day. Um, uh, the Brawling Brutes, I love watching them. I actually got the, when I went to, I mean, my homeboy went to SmackDown a few months ago. Um, they were the first match in that little brawl with Drew McIntyre, and I saw them I saw them live, and it, it was off the hook. So um, um, with y'all, this is, to me, this is probably some of the best work Sheamus has done throughout his career. I wasn't always a fan of Sheamus, and at one point I kind of got tired of seeing him on TV every week. But I'm really enjoying what they're doing with that um, particular faction and everything. And both factions on SmackDown, I'm really just sitting back and enjoying them. If anytime they're on TV, I'm going to sit back and watch. So um, that's that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. Now you you said Solo reminds you of a young Samoa Joe. He yeah. reminds me of the old school Samoans. Um. Maybe not as wild and 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 violent, but that's who he reminds me of. I'm gonna say who he remind me of. Who's that? Umaga. Umaga. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so, the uncle. Look, it, 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 either way you go, those are all three huge compliments. Yep. That's who he reminds me of. That's not a. I I didn't see it, but I could, I didn't see it before you said it. Now I can I, I get where you. I can definitely see, see it. it. Um, I yeah, because he got that main streak in him, and that's that's what that's what I see. Yeah, out of both them brothers, Umaga and Rosie, God bless them. 
when they were like in three minute warning with Rico, I said Umaga's gonna be the one. I always said that. I I anytime they came, he was one of them. Anytime he came on TV, click, I'm watching it. Umaga was some serious. Yeah. I just wish he could I wish he could have stayed around and you know, the things that happened to him didn't happen to him. And I wish he could have stayed around, but Umaga, I feel like he should be in the Hall of Fame as well. At least as far as the fact he, he was something Umaga was something serious. The the thing to me um, about Umaga that I remember the most, I'm a huge Jackass fan. I'm also a huge wrestling fan. So those two worlds collided at one point when Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville were on Raw. And Steve-O was supposed to take a clothesline or something from Umaga. And he took the clothesline, but then he got back up and was laughing. Umaga beat mm. the shit out of him in the ring. Steve-O was like, I've seen Steve-O in here. He was like, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to do. But Umaga took that, like, that was old school there. Umaga was like, wait a minute, dog. You're supposed to be laying down. Like, I just killed you. You getting up smiling? Oh, now I got to make you pay for that. This is my business. I don't come into yours making a mockery of it. Um, so that's that's Nobody one of the t- things I Nobody remember. Tell about them to stay down backstage. <laughs> <laughs> stay down, motherfucker. All right. Yeah, next next up, you had a uh, SmackDown Women's Title match between Raquel Rodriguez and Ronda Rousey. And I didn't see this last night when you guys did. I went back and watched it, so that's why I didn't chime in to the comments on the text last night. When I saw it, I'm like y'all. What in the hell and why in the hell? Um, first and foremost, um, Ronda Rousey wins by tap out. She retained the title. And then out of nowhere, no buildup, no promotion, which is fine for a big event. No, no promotion, no buildup. Out comes Charlotte and challenges Ronda Rousey to a match and then pins her in like next to no time and wins the women's uh, title. There's a lot of questions I got for this. Who authorized this match for it to be, you know, it's official that, that Charlotte's the women's champion now. Um, why did they choose to re-debut Charlotte on SmackDown with no buildup? Um, I think if you're going to debut her, just her showing up, a big event, say, I don't know, Royal Rumble? Yep. <laughs> um, but... The match itself between uh, Rodriguez and Rousey was okay. I'm not a big Ronda Rousey fan as far as, well, I'm not a big Ronda Rousey fan at all. I was never a big fan of hers in UFC either. Um, so the match was just okay to me. Um, but I was completely caught off guard by what they did with Charlotte. Um, I, I know what they were going for, but I, I think how they did it and when they did it um, had the opposite effect, at least for me. Uh, what do you think, Brandon? Um, I thought what, uh, Queen Charlotte coming out was a shock to me because remember we had just we just got off the pregame and I was like Charlotte might be at that Royal Rumble because <laughs> I just smelled it coming. I'm like Charlotte, and be it would have been the perfect place. The way that they did that, it would have been the perfect time to do it. Do it at the Royal Rumble. However, okay, you want to go and surprise everybody? It's last it's last SmackDown of the year. You want to go and surprise everybody with Charlotte coming back? Cool. I don't think that Ronda Rousey should have gone. Ronda Rousey should have listened to uh, 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 Shayna Baszler. Shayna was like, "No, you just wrestle. Do not, don't, don't you do it? Don't you do it?" She should have listened to her friend because I think it would have been better for you know Ronda to act like she was going to go ahead and 
you know, take Charlotte up on her offer and then get her ass out of the ring and was like, you know, hell no, nah, like, uh, no, nah, you can just come up here and just whatever. I'm the champion, blah, 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 blah. Build it up to the Royal Rumble and then you want to go ahead and make the switch, make the switch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised. It was a nice surprise. And I just kind of felt like, I don't know. I don't know what the reason why they took the title off of Ronda like that. I don't get it. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Charlotte's your new uh, 14-time women's champion. So, here we go. She's been champion that many times? Yes. It's it on broadcast. Four, see, four, Fourteen times. That's what I don't like. That's why. That's why I completely and, and I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent before I get to Kirk here. That's why I disregard any of these modern day championship records. It took Ric Flair forty fucking years to win. I think it's officially sixteen, but really twenty one. Runs, runs, runs exaggerating when he said forty. Went quite forty. He started in well, se- he started in seventy two. He started in seventy two, but do the math like Rick, Rick Rick retired. Rick, when's the last time Rick Flair had a championship? It's been over ten years. Uh, well, I'm, I realize that, but I mean, like I argue with people, and and it's coming up here in a second. I argue with people about John Cena. John Cena is not the best ever because he's had sixteen world championships. No, not, not in this era. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Totally no, so no, but Imperium come out. Imperium come hold out. On, hold on, oh, hold I'm on. sorry. Yes, you, I'm sorry, you, Kurt. You, you I completely you. forgot about Kurt. Hold on, Kurt said, "Wait, so, I got a lot to say about this." Yeah. So what should have happened is after Ronda won, if you want to announce Charlotte, Charlotte comes down and challenges uh, Ronda for the title at Royal Rumble. Not have a match that night, right? That that made no sense at all, and I'm like, are are, are y'all really doing this tonight? I guess I'm. I guess Ronda taking some days off or something. Maybe she got back to Rousey Acres. Probably so. Yeah. She got. She got to be taking some days off because I'm like, yeah, why I think you, why they missed the boat. The title off of her right then. Yeah, they missed the boat on that one. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. Um, after that match, Imperium comes out and Gunther starts to cut a promo. But gets interrupted by everybody's, I say this sarcastically as fuck, everybody's favorite wrestler, Braun Strowman. AKA, AKA Mr. Snuffleupagus. Um, <laughs> my name is Braun Strowman. Roar! A brawl broke out between Gunther uh, and Imperium with Strowman. Uh, the uh, the other members of Imperium fighting off referees and security. Then Ricochet makes the save with a chair shot. I didn't see the chair shot. I don't know why I didn't, but I, I didn't. Somebody told me that, that that was a bad chair shot. And I don't know if it they was. meant bad in terms of like he really beat the shit out of Gunther, or if it was bad in terms no. of. Please what tell happened? me it wasn't Hogan bad. No. Oh no, not even close. Um, <laughs> what happened was. Uh, Ricochet swung the chair, and I don't. I think I want to say it was an accident, but he accidentally hit Gunther in the back of the head. Oh shit! So Gunther went to the outside. He holding his head, and referees out there checking on him. It looked like he was, you know, in some pain or whatever. But he legitimately took it. It was like on the corner of the chair. He hit him right in the back of his head. Oh damn! So, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. So it's it pretty, it pretty bad. Kurt Brandon, either one of y'all are uh, interested in a Gunther versus Braun Strowman match? No, no. I like Gunther. I've never I love been. A, I've I love never Imperium. been a fan of Ron Strowman. 
Right. I, I don't like any of them. I, I don't like Imperial. I don't like Ron Strowman. I just don't, I just get rid of all of them. Question. Damn. Question. I, I only know this because I heard it said on uh, another podcast. Have y'all heard uh, Jeff Jarrett taking shots at the big muscle head in orange pants talking about Strowman? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I heard that on, on AEW when he said it, but it didn't register. And then I heard somebody talking about it. I'm like, oh, he was taking shots at Braun Strowman being the first. To, yes, he was. The last yes. to show up, the first to leave. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I forgot. You know what? I forgot. Jeff Jarrett was just in the WWE as a producer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Just so, that bad. Okay. And then we come up with the main event of... John Cena and Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. This should have been a 20-minute match. Instead, it was like half that. Um, If if Kevin Owens... Excuse me, I will say this. Um, It says a lot about John Cena in a positive way that he's willing to give Kevin Owens the shines and... um, let him get his shit in and whatever, and even let him get the pin. To me, that speaks, that's one thing I can't knock Cena for. Um, Cena has always been the the consummate professional, um, helping others and all that shit, but this match was just short. Um, maybe that was by design. Maybe it was by mistake. I don't know. Just way short. It is going to be interesting, in my opinion, seeing how the bloodline reacts to Sammy not taking care of the KO problem and losing the match. So uh, what do you think about the match, Kurt? <laughs> uh, I, I think it should have been the time limit it was because it was terrible. Uh, John Cena needed to cut all his hair off because he has a big ball spot. <laughs> back there. He needed to cut all that shit off. Cut all of it off. I which one of us is going to bring that up. Cut, cut all of it. I was like, dude, cut, cut your hair. Because yeah. that looked terrible. <laughs> but this was not a good match to me at all. I didn't like it at all. I understood how uh, they put it together with KO pin Sammy um, Zane, which should have happened. You can't pin Roman Reigns, but I didn't like this match at all. Okay. What about you, Brandon? Um, I, I think I expected a little bit more. And um, with Kurt, as far as that ball spot, I'm like, dude, you about to beat LeBron in the ball man, in the in the in the uh, the the balding man trying to hold on sweepstakes. Um, it's time to go and let it go. Um, also, did you all see that that shiner that Kevin Owens got? And a lot of folks are saying that that's that receipt from when he slapped the shit out of Roman Reigns. Whenever that whatever show that was, he got that. Um, Kevin Owens had that big uh, he had that big shiner on like his left or his right eye. I can't remember which one it was. I didn't see that. Somebody, yeah, somebody bust, goes, go back and look at somebody. Like, I don't know if it was a hit by Roman Reigns or something like or whatever, but like somebody knocked the shit out of him. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, overall, I, I expected a little bit more out of the match. And, um, I don't know, maybe they would, you know, I'm, I'm sure John Cena has a uh, ring rust because he had been in the ring for a year and a half. So, you know, but hey, it was what, no, it was what it was. Send the crowd home happy. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, that's that's what matters in a live show. But um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't gonna bring up John's bald spot. I'm, I was gonna be <laughs> gonna be nice about that. But yeah, I noticed it, it was, I noticed it was that, very noticeable. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> it I noticed it the last time he came back. 
because the last time he came back, I noticed when he took off his hat or whatever, he he like obviously had more hair, but then when he turned around, you could see that little white spot there. Yeah. And last night when I saw it, I was like, Oh, you look you you going for the tire uh, the flower tuck look, man, that ain't good. (laughs) (laughs) That's not good. And it's, 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 it's like, okay, which one of y'all, who, he's in the, uh, the balding man not wanting to let it go, sweet states. Now. Yeah, let it, let it go, brother. Let it go. You said you got tired, Brandon. You said you got tired of seeing Seamus for a while. Yeah. I got tired of seeing John Cena. I liked John Cena when he was a doctor of thugonomics. And when he first turned babyface, I liked him. But that was my favorite version. But then it turned into like, he couldn't do anything else because kids loved him so much. Yeah. And it may be that he didn't want to do anything else. Um, I like John Cena as a professional. Um, as a wrestler, you know, not my favorite, but he's not my, I don't hate him either. Um, he's done a lot for uh, Make-A-Wish. Uh, I, I think some of the things he's done for, for kids in that program is absolutely amazing. But uh, you bring him back to pop the crowd for the last SmackDown of the year. I I want to know how much that cost him because he's he's I'm sure he's not cheap now. Um, but so to be honest, the way John Cena, the way that everybody talks about him, I don't think he would have charged him a lot of money to do it. You based on what I just said, yeah, you're right. He may not have. He may have came back just, you know, hey, y'all got you guys put me on the map. No, I was sure I'll come back for nothing. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, you know what? He he really loved the business. He do. So I can see him back, you know, maybe not for free free, but he could do it for the low. He, he really he really does love the business. So man, yeah. have, have you ever listened to that to the album he made years ago? No. It's <laughs> I mean it's not it's not like it's a classic or anything, but I remember, this will tell you how long ago it was. Brandon, you may not even remember this. Kurt, do you remember when Media Play was out there on Mount Zion? It's where... Yeah. It's oh, where, yeah, this is before my time. I don't even know what a Media Play is. You yeah, know? I remember. Okay. I, I said I don't. Okay. I don't. It's, it's where Best Buy is now. But we were in Media oh. Play one day. I almost bought that damn CD. I ain't even going to lie. <laughs> I almost bought it. I'm glad I didn't, but I almost bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I might have listened to two songs. When I, you know, when you're able to stream, I might have listened to now, two. I do, I like, this is trash. I do like the video for Bad, Bad Man only because it's it's 18 themed. Yeah. The only reason why I even seen that video because they put it on 106 in part. They had that video on 106 mm. in part. Yeah. Oh, wow. I saw it came on 106 in part. John Cena came on Park and debuted that video. I remember that. Sure did. Man. I want to say it was when uh, AJ and Freak, no, I think AJ and Freak might have been gone by then. It might have been Big Tigger and the other chick, but yeah, he he was on 106 Park and they debuted the video. And I think it made the countdown a couple times too. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Now, I did like My Time Is Now. I, I, like, I genuinely like that song. If for nothing else, just the beat, but Anyway, enough nah, about Cena nah. and, and rehashing. We get another song. Now, let me tell you, this has nothing to do with wrestling. But speaking about um, albums that you never really listened to, y'all remember Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, right? 
No. Yes. I do. Well, I can, under, I can understand why you don't, Brandon. You're not missing anything. Yeah. But Marky Mark and no. the Funky Bunch, <laughs> Mark is Mark Wahlberg. Stop playing. I'm serious as yes. a heart attack. Stop playing. Yes. Serious yes. as a heart attack. Stop playing. So, yes. so <laughs> I never heard I never heard that whole album, Kurt. Only thing I heard was uh Good Vibrations and uh The Wild Side or whatever that song was. So one day I'm working from home, I'm like, you know what? Let me check out that album. Why? I don't know. I just had a wild idea. That that is not a rap album. That is a rap album or an album masquerading as rap, but it's really house music. It's it's a terrible album. But no, yes. I never listened to any of it. Didn't, didn't have any. <laughs> didn't have any. I can't believe it. Thought of listening to Mark it. Yeah, Goldberg. go back and look at. Yeah, go back and look at it, Brent. Look it up. I didn't know you. Yeah, you too young for that. But go back and look it up. Yeah, Marky Mark in the phone. Why well, am now? I can't believe that. I can't even see that. Such a good yes. vibration. Yes. That yes. was it. I've heard the song. I've, that was him. That's Marky. That, that is them. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, that was them. Yes. Well, I've heard. Yes. I've heard that before. Like you know, I can't remember if I was at a. I might have been at a bar or something somewhere, and I heard that song. <laughs> it, you, it, you know, you was in a seedy ass strip club here. In that had, <laughs> I was somewhere. I can't remember, but I heard that song. Oh, oh my god! Fuck, I was just trying. I was just. I just pulled over to go get something to drink. Yeah. But that was him. That was him. Damn. So last last week we said we were going to talk about something, and we didn't talk about something. We completely forgot it. Um, so apologies, fans. But the former Sasha Banks, um, real name I I think is Mercedes Merce- Bernardo. Mercedes Bernardo. Okay, there we go. Um, she uh, is reportedly going to to sign on or has signed on with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, That is a huge piece of news, in my opinion, because usually it's the other way around. Usually it's a a New Japan star or somebody from over there uh, in one of the other promotions there in Japan jumping to a U.S. promotion. This, in my opinion, at least in recent memory, this is the biggest name jumping from the U.S., to a Japan promotion that I can think of. Uh, do either of you have any any other names that come to mind? No, not there. They were because they were everybody that I'm thinking of were already there. But the, the, the biggest question is: Is she signed a long term deal or just a couple of match events and then try to come back to the U.S.? That's the bigger thing that I want to know. I think, and, and here's what I think: with no knowledge of the situation or whatever, I think it's in her best interest business-wise, to, to do a one or two match contract or whatever, get a feel mm-hmm. for it, see if she likes it, and then maybe do a few other appearances or something. I wouldn't do anything long-term only because of the money she can make here. Um, money that they're making now in Japan, as far as what I've heard, is not like those guys were making back in the 80s. Because in the 80s, guys like Bruiser Brody, the Road Warriors, those guys were making like 30 grand a week. Wow. Um, they're not making that now. So no. um, I, I'm with you, Kurt. Uh, the real question is, has she signed? Has she signed at all, first and foremost? But has she No, signed? so the reports are that she's already in Japan right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's so supposed guess... to be on that, uh, that Wrestle Kingdom show, I think, coming up. Correct. Yes. 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 
Now, is she going to wrestle or is she just doing an appearance? We don't she's know. She's supposed yet. to be wrestling. I think she's wrestling. Wow, wow, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting because then you then you'll see. Um, before I say what I'm about to say, let me preface it by saying I'm a big Sasha Banks fan. In NXT, her and Charlotte and and uh, Bailey were the shit. They were putting on better matches than any man on that main roster or NXT during that period. Banks. I agree. Um, so I'm a huge Sasha Banks fan. But it would be interesting to see if that personality translates well for the Japanese crowd. Are we going to find out? Yeah. And, and I don't see why it wouldn't. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see. Um, because you're going to see her. She can do Sasha Banks-ish type stuff. But obviously she can't be called legit boss or anything because all that's intellectual property of WWE as far as I know. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see her do her own thing. Um I think it took some guts to do that. So it to me, and I'm not comparing the two necessarily, but to me, I look at this like I look to see him punk going to UFC. It took guts to do that. You're stepping into something that as far as I know she's never been involved in as far as the Japanese scene. So it'd be interesting to see, man. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen to Naomi. Uh, I bet she's going back to WWE once, you know, because her, her husband's still there, so they'll work it out. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure. It's just like you haven't heard anything about, about her, and and no disrespect to Naomi, she's but I chill. understand why she's not at the at the level or stature that uh, Sasha Banks was. Um, well, I disagree with that. I think uh, I do too. I disagree with that. I definitely disagree with that. I do too. Okay, well, talk me up because I I think that, 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 I think that I, I think they're on the same level. I think Naomi is very criminally underrated, and I think she's a very good women wrestler. Okay, I just don't I, I I don't think that she they just pushed her the way she should have been pushed. Right. Okay. I, she's one of the most athletic women wrestlers I've ever seen. I uh, now, totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. As far as African, like as far as African American, not women, even, not even that, not even. Don't even bring race in. Just pure okay. athleticism. She's one of the better women's wrestlers out there right now. And now, don't don't misunderstand me. I wouldn't say she wasn't good, and I don't think you guys took it that way. I just want to make that clear for the audience. I'm not saying I thought she was garbage. I'm just saying that I thought that 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 Sasha Banks is just a, a little bit above her in terms of entering talent and presence. Um, I'm with you 100%. When when um, she first came out of the, the whole pterodactyl or funkadactyl thing with the other chick, I can't remember that her name. That interest was awesome. Um, yeah, I don't remember her. I don't I remember, remember her name. But that interest was fucking awesome. But yeah. When she first came but out But I think that, Sasha Banks and Naomi is 1A, 1B. That's just my opinion. Wow, okay. All right. No, yes, I, mean, I do. I can't. They, argue they, with they owe me the real deal, and I always, yeah, I man. always thought, and you know, yes. I try not to break, but I always thought, as far as just women overall, and same, you know, because there's not a whole lot of African American women that's in wrestling right now. It's getting to be a boom now, thankfully. But she, the the legit, like straight yeah. up, especially yeah. when you know watching her, you know, she pretty much started from the bottom and you know came up, but. You can look at her and tell, like, you know, she had something as long as she was built the right way. And when they finally let her start getting in the ring and start wrestling for real, and, you know, she, 
but Naomi is the real deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I will say this, and this this may be where wrestling trails off into something else right now, but I definitely think it's important for her to be um, featured and involved. Simply, I shouldn't say simply for she's talented. She's she has what it takes, but for for representation, also. Um, it may sound funny for, for me coming from a white male, but initially because I'm a white male, I didn't necessarily understand um, representation in media. Right. And the more I started to research and, and read about it and, and listen to people talk about it, it made sense to me. So I, under, meaning I understood have have either one of you guys ever seen it's an old Bill Cosby thing uh, from like the sixties. He's, he went and talked to some children, black children, and they showed them a white baby doll and a black baby doll. Every child. Was chose that the one where he was sitting on. The, was that the one where he was sitting on the stoop? No, nah, no, nah, they were in a school building. Now oh, okay. I think at some point he may have been, um, but it, every child chose the white baby doll. And they said, why? And they said, because the black baby doll is ugly. And it's just stuff like that that got my wheels turning. Kirk's known, known me for a while, and I, I think different. So I started figuring that, uh, uh, researching that, and finding things out about it, listening to people, and having people, quite frankly, explain it to me. Because, see, I didn't get it because I see predominantly white people on TV. So, of course, I didn't understand inclusion because I was looking at what I am on TV. So from, from that perspective, to bring it back to wrestling, I definitely think it's important for young black children, uh, black wrestling fans in general, to see themselves represented in a prominent way on wrestling programs. That's one of the problems I have with New Day. Yeah. Um, there was, I remember that Royal Rumble when Naomi returned and she came out with that afro? Mm-hmm. That you know that picture went viral. That video went viral, and there were a lot of um young black young black little girls and young black women. And they was like, "This is a wrestler." And yeah. then when they and they one of my friends said, and I showed her a match, and I'm like, "Yeah," like and she was like, "She's really good." I didn't know that it was like you know African American women wrestlers like that. And I'm like, you know, and she's like, "Who like is there anybody else that she's like the first one?" And I said, "No," and I started going down the list. You know, Jacqueline. Jacqueline Jazz. Um, darn, now I'm drawing a blank. But I started going down the you know, start going down the list of like women who were black. Um, dang, what's her name? Alicia Fox. Um, I think Charmel got in the ring a few times or whatever. But I'm like, it, it were a few, but it wasn't a lot. I, I, I wouldn't bring up Charmel. Don't, don't, well, but don't. you know, to, for the sake of you know, what I'm saying, but I'm like, but it really was yes, yes, yeah. She got her in couple, but you know, I'm just saying for the you know for the sake of conversation, I was like, <laughs> right. there was some before her, but a lot of people don't remember them. Yeah, and now yeah. we're entering an age now where you got Bianca Belair, Naomi, um, uh, uh, Jade Cargill. Those are people that you know. Those are women wrestlers now that you know you can look on TV and black woman can look on, look on TV and like, oh, that's me. Yeah, whatever yeah. might be, you know what I'm saying, and that and that's that's cool as hell. Yeah, and yeah, that is cool. I think, that's cool like as I say, hell. Naomi, and good. Yes, Naomi, criminally underrated, very talented. Absolutely. Very. I, I very. think I Naomi's mean, gonna be if 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 she play a card, Naomi's gonna be a, no, Naomi's gonna be in the Hall of Fame one day. 
I may need to go back she and, should be. and and watch yeah. some things. Cause like I said, I don't think she's horrible. I just, maybe I didn't see it in the right way. I don't know. But, go back, man. Cause I, I watch her and I'm like this young woman got talent. Now I will she say this. She has a lot of talent. Yeah, yep. I will say this. I love her ring presence. I love her athleticism. I love her, her persona. She's all, everything I've ever seen of her. Now I know she's, you know, everybody has bad days, but everything I've ever seen, she's been very positive in the ring. So I like everything about Naomi. I just, you know, looking at the, at where I would place them, I was looking at maybe Sasha Banks one, uh, Naomi two, and, and you say one A, one B. That's a, that's a hell of a statement in, in a positive yeah. way. I'm not taking a shot at you. Yeah. No, um, that that that's what I that's what I think. And isn't isn't Sasha isn't Sasha Banks um part African American too? Because she's she's legit Snoop Dogg's cousin. Yeah, I, I legit. So yeah, we could throw we could throw Sasha Banks in there too. It's like you know like they I mean, get on TV and like you see these black girls on here doing this shit. It's like, I, hey, I think you can built and look like me. I, and and like I said just a second ago, that's one of the reasons I had an issue with New Day. I like everybody in New Day. I think everybody in New Day is very good. But I think a lot of what they do sometimes feeds into negative stereotypes. It does. And I didn't I'm like talking. it at all. And, and, that, and, that, and that's the one thing I don't like about WWE is they put black people in a bad negative light because what they do to our truth, the comedy stuff, I don't like that at all. Yeah, he runs with it to, you know, make sure he can feed his family. But I think it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, they, look at, I think they, did, truth. They, they did the same thing with Booker T. Yeah, yeah, but you know what though? I, I give Booker T credit where credit is due, man. Booker T took a lot of that shit and made something out of it. Yes, he did. The only thing that really, the only thing that really picked up the, what pissed me off was when they did that shit with him and Triple H that, for that WrestleMania match. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. And they did the same. I'm they like, did. man, and, I, and my there's other folks that sentiments are the same. Booker T should have won that night. And then yeah. they, tried and that, that, they tried to pull that race card and the fact that he went to jail and all that other bullshit. And I'm just like, man, I'm like, y'all ain't, that to me, that, I'm like, that's a low blow. You ain't had to go there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Booker T is the real deal. And, and man, if Booker you, T is the real deal. Ain't nobody give him no free pass and let him or his brother. If you check. But just talking about race and WWE, that's a whole nother show. Oh, yeah. Right? That'll yes. take all day. <clears throat> That'll yes. take all day. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, they did a lot of foul shit. They did the Mark Henry, too. They did a lot of foul yeah. shit. Remember when they called uh, Mark Henry the silverback? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's try to. Yeah, I don't even want to yeah. go there. So let, let's, let's try to wrap. Let's, 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 let's go here. Let's, let's, let's I'll, I'll right say here. this, and then we can we can get away from that. But to to think about everything that Sugar Bear Harris had to go through when he became Kamala, um, I look at it as a kid. It didn't hit me. As an adult, I look at that shit now, and I'm like, whoa. So yeah, the the race and wrestling and and especially WWF WWE is like Kurt said, it's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see coming back to what we were originally talking about. It'll be interesting to see uh, how Sasha Banks does. Um. I wish her nothing but luck because I would love nothing more for her to be able to throw up her middle finger to WWE and say you're Absolutely. not the only game in town. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that um once. I'm 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 itching to see Sasha Banks go up against some of these other women out here, and yeah, throw up that that middle finger like y'all not the only show in town, and y'all are not the only place that I could wrestle. Yes, because once again, Sasha Banks is the real deal. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm just, I'm, I, I can't wait to see her against some of these other women. Yeah, I mean, like I said, man, it it took 
it took guts to do what she's doing because she could have walked back into WWE with guaranteed money and knew she had a spot, a top spot, but she wanted to try something else. Um, and she's so, definitely betting on her. She's definitely betting on herself. Mm-hmm. And I think, I can't remember, I got to go back and find the exact quote, but it was in that interview with Stone Cold where she kind of forecasted all of this because she was like, at some point, and I'm paraphrasing, but she was like, at, some, at one point, you're, you know, you're just grateful to be there. You're grateful for the pizza. You're grateful for the nachos and all this other stuff. And then now after a while, after I don't build, you know, I'm pretty much done, um, came so far up in the world or whatever. It's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not basically bend over and kiss your ass just because you gave me an opportunity. And if you know, you, if you, you know, you feel like you get to a certain point, you just got to do what you got to do. We just going to do what we got to do. The show going to go on with or without me. So, so Wrestle Kingdom comes on on January the 4th. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. That's Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we can watch it because, like, you know, I know Ron got the fire stick. I got it, Brandon. I think you have it. So we can watch I just, it. Yeah, I just, I just found it. <laughs> yeah. I just got, I got to plug it up, but I just found it. Right. Yeah. January the 4th. Okay. We'll, we'll check so, it out. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we have one last thing to talk about and to announce um, to you all. We've been working hard to get the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast where we want it to be. Um, and we are proud to announce, happy to announce that in 2023, we will be uh, moving our show to video. Uh, so you'll be able to put names with faces and you'll be able to to hate me because I have an opinion because you can see me then or whatever. <laughs> but whatever it is, I'm happy to announce that in 23, we will be having video podcasts. Um I'm excited about it. I'm nervous about it. Um, but it's a step we all three want to take. So, um, Kurt, Brandon, I'm happy that you guys are, are along for this journey. Um, looking forward to, to bigger and better things in 2023. Uh, Brandon, you got anything to say before we close the show out? Uh, happy New Year, everybody. Be safe out there. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I think I'm going to stay my behind in the house tonight whatever maybe <laughs> I don't know maybe it's me getting old I'm just like I don't, don't want to go out anymore for New Year's just, no no and I live a little close to downtown now so I really I don't want none of that but if you're going to go out everybody be safe uh, be aware of your surroundings and everything ain't nobody trying to wake up in the morning no bad news and lastly uh, go dogs. <laughs> happy new year everybody. all right brandon uh i mean kurt you got anything yeah happy new year everybody um be safe if you go out and i just want to make sure you know let y'all my brothers know i love y'all be uh safe today and we're gonna look forward to the new year sir love you too man kurt's love getting, both of y'all kurt's getting all sentimental on us <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no no seriously um hey man i i again like i just said i'm i'm happy you guys are along for the ride um like I said last week, I give credit where credit's due. Kurt came up with the idea uh, to go ahead and flip this into a wrestling podcast and to uh, to bring him and Brandon along on it. Great idea, I think. I've been wanting to do a podcast with, with uh, guests, or not guests, but um, other hosts. So, um, to return the sentiment, Kurt, um, love you. Love you, Brandon. I'm glad I got to know you and look forward to growing that friendship in 2023. Look forward to growing wrestling with my thoughts with the both of you in 2023. 
and to the fans out there, um, you guys have a very uh, happy, safe new year. Uh, if you go out, like Brandon said, Kurt said, be safe, be aware of your surroundings. And if you're going to drink or you're going to take part in uh, some other festivities that will alter your mindset, um, get a designated driver or use Uber. Um, please. Stay home. Yes. Or, or stay home. Yes. Or stay home. Um, please. Um, I know of too many people that I love and care about that have lost uh, friends and family members due to drunk driving or uh, intoxicated driving or whatever. So please, if you're going to do that, just stay home or at least have the presence of mind to plan for an Uber. So, gentlemen, I will see y'all next year. All right. Love y'all, my brother. Y'all be easy. All right, man. All right, man. Hey, love y'all too, man. See you. Bye.